It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I hate to rehash. To review a summation. When you're podcasting, such an exercise can be mind-numbing. I uh, Don't get me wrong, I'm cognizant of the fact that people may not listen every week. So if you're in the middle of a series, uh, you're supposed to review to make them feel current, but not responsible for hanging in there. Fooey! And fooey is the nicest way I can say it. I think if you're going to listen and you're in the middle of a series, you should set aside some time to catch the whole thing. I have to be here after all. Where are you? I, I know I'm supposed to be sappy and grateful. For you tuning in in the first place. And I might feel that way if I were doing a podcast on caring for my pet salamander. But see, I feel like I'm talking about things here that you and I have been wrestling with as people. We're doing this together. And we might want to stop that struggle and gain some advantage. To do that, we have to go and find this thing called the full-osophy. F-U-L-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y. Track it down because there is too much information that's been given, been given to us much too soon. Way too many voices screaming at us nowadays. And I don't I don't think we ever become smart just by hearing smart shit. You see, see, smart arrives when we use the information and we find out that parts of it, at least, make our life better. A full-osophy merely leaves you quoting statistics but never really understanding the numbers. Uh, then, then there's this, we talked about, remember, philosophy, which is going around with old, 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 old prejudices. But they have new hip names, which offer nothing in the long run, but the same boring or maybe even dangerous mediocrity. Before you become enthusiastic about something, you might want to check and see if it's happened before and then what the end result was of that happening. After you go through the philosophy and the philosophy, the things that should have fell off a long time ago, what happens is a discussion on the philosophy, F-A-L-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y, and this is when we allow ourselves to be taken over by friends and family who believe 
that we have some sort of destiny. And they are very sure that they know it better than we do. It's also the belief that there certainly is some God somewhere who, 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 who will make that destiny happen no matter how poorly we may pursue our lives or how much we just sit in prayer instead of move in prayer. This causes many folks to languish wherever they fall instead of rising to new heights. They settle for where they fall. So even, as you can see, I don't like reviewing, I just did one. Why? Because sometimes it's needed. And finding out what's needed and then acquiring an interesting way to do it and staying flexible is the whole basis for today's discussion, which is philosophy. F-I-L-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y. And what is philosophy? It's when we sit down and really check out the parts of our being, the parts of our life, and make sure that we're filling them up that we're filling them up instead of walking around empty. Let's, let's say, if you were a car, for instance, you would have an engine. Your engine is your emotions. Then you have a soul. I believe the soul is like a radiator. It releases water to cool things down. The mind is your transmission. And your body is your gas pedal, your steering. <laughs> and hopefully, if we're wise, sometimes it's our brakes. The engine needs gas to give us the, the feeling of power in our lives. The radiator in any car needs water or a coolant so we can keep things chilled and we're not in danger of overheating. And the brain is... The transmission, it takes the energy of the engine and it engages us to move forward and it gives us ideas and ways to move forward. And the body is the car itself just cruising down the street, showing the goods, showing what we've done, showing how we're empowered by our engine. You see, I don't want to make this trivial or silly, but without an understanding of these four parts of our being, our heart, our emotions, our soul, our mind, and our body, we can become completely flummoxed. And then when we're flummoxed, we can end up offending ourselves <laughs> and certainly everybody around us. So you can see one of the worst philosophies floating around is the philosophy that we should avoid being too emotional. People are afraid of it. Matter of fact, it's one of the criticisms we make of the female of our species, of women. They're too emotional. What could be more emotional than a bunch of guys at a football game, in the middle of a football game, crying because they lost by one point? 
We are emotional creatures, male and female. Without emotion, we're just flat-out boring. Without emotion, honestly, we're uncaring. Without emotion, we, we can't find the energy, the fuel to act out our dreams. Those who are afraid of emotion or scurry away at the notion of being overly emotional often end up stalled with no energy. No way to move. So with no energy, we, we can sit. No, nowhere to go. There's no need for a soul to cool things down. The brain stops transmitting it transmitting any new ideas. And we find ourselves just moving on autopilot from what we learned as children, which leaves our jerky, leads us with a jerky life. Sometimes we're on, sometimes we're off. Sometimes we steer into the ditch. Sometimes we end up slamming on the brakes, shaking up everything. So the philosophy, F-I-L-L, Ask the all-important question, how do I fill up the engine of my emotions to keep me empowered? I, I want to tell you, this is so simple, even though it might sound a little scary, but if you feel it, say it. You don't have to say it to other people. You need to talk it out with yourself or maybe God. Talk to a friend if you got one who's like that. Without it getting too weird, you could talk to your dog or cat. But be, be aware. Emotions can run wild or cripple us if they're not spoken aloud. They can control us. When, when, but when they are spoken out loud, we have the chance to hear our own feelings. And when we do, we're much more likely to make adjustments to what we're hearing. I think, secondly, we need to stop being afraid of getting angry. Because when we get angry, suddenly the soul sends the water, the coolant. We put our souls into effect when we get angry. That's why the good book says to be angry and sin not, because the soul comes forward to bring the water. It brings the coolant But we fail to address our problems sometimes. We swallow them and then end up vomiting them up later at the worst possible moment. The, book, the good book calls it the water of the word. The soul is the only part of us that can address the emotions. The brain doesn't have the patience. The body is too willing to jump into experimentation at any opportunity. It's the soul that is our chilling out. It chills us out so we can achieve the impact of our emotions and even the heat of them. But then calm them down to a point of wisdom. It is the way we fill in our philosophy. 
Ah, of course, I want to tell you, if there's no water in your spirit, no coolant, there's no way to cool off your emotions. It's up to us to listen and read and even entertain ourselves with things that are inspiring. Then the emotions which have aired their feelings can adequately be cooled by the spirit, which has already been inspired. Then the soul can talk to the brain, renewing it with new ideas, creativity. And when that happens and the brain is renewed, the transmissions that come from us are our own. Our own. It's our thinking, our ideas, not the thoughts of our parents or our grandparents or others who forced their way into our minds. Our brain can fill up with feelings that have been chilled out by our spirit. And then we have a clear idea of what we want instead of what's being demanded of us to achieve our destiny. Then, like a transmission, the brain can kick in gear and let the body go out with a purpose. Can we call it a plan? Our plan our life, so we can step on the gas, steer the wheel, having the wisdom to know when to put on the brakes. This is the philosophy. It is the way we are meant to work. Having fuel that just burns idling in your driveway doesn't take you anywhere. Having a transmission talking about our brain, that isn't connected to good sense and good, good fuel can make our attempts at driving erratic. We need a philosophy. Fill up the area, areas of our life that are not full and then work them together, heart, soul, mind, and body, to move along forward in a positive direction, your direction, your way. For God has a wonderful life for your plan. That's why I will tell you the good news is that a philosophy is confusing. A philosophy is short-sighted, and a philosophy is defeatism. So the better news is a philosophy philosophy uses our entire being of heart, soul, mind, and body to help us achieve abundant life. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.